Welcome back to The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick with you today. And you just heard about the size of the problem of disconnected youth in America. And our look now takes us to Chicago. Remember, these are 16 to 24-year-olds, both out of school and not working. And in Chicago, there are nearly 60,000 of them. The city is mounting a campaign to reach out to what many there call opportunity youth with a public-private partnership. It's called Thrive Chicago. The idea here is to connect 10,000 of these young adults with education or training or to put them on a new path. Here to tell us about Chicago's efforts is Brandis Friedman. She covers education with WTTW's Chicago Tonight. Brandis, welcome. Thank you. Why is this such a big problem in Chicago? I think a number of things, Todd. Some folks will point to the education system in the city of Chicago. Um, Everybody knows about Chicago's violence problem, so that contributes. So some of them end up involved in the criminal justice system, but some of the folks that I spoke with uh, who are experts who are working on this problem in Chicago say that actually only about 2,000 of the city's 58,000 disconnected youth are actually criminal justice involved. There are other problems that are contributing. Um, maybe they are young moms and they have uh, child care situations and it is hard for them to get to work or get to school. Um, maybe they are homeless or maybe they have families who are criminal justice involved. Um, so I think a, a number of different factors contribute to these, these young people not being working and not being in school. And so it sounds like for the people trying to intervene here, and there are lots of interventions, some big ones in Chicago, the real key might be to get into those schools and try to not only keep kids in school, obviously, but but sweep them up at a place where they're centralized before they can become disconnected like this. Absolutely. And I think that is what the city of Chicago is trying to do with this latest effort. They're calling it the 10,000 Reconnected Campaign. It comes through an organization called Thrive Chicago. And so the goal is to sort of get together a lot of these organizations that are working on this and to serve as a clearinghouse to find out which organizations are doing what kind of work, how many youth are they serving, how long are they able to help them, um, and also to get them to share some best practices. And then the intent is to direct them to corporate partners who have agreed to hire these people, these young people, through internships and through apprenticeships and with the goal of, of course, getting them back to jobs. You've been talking to several of the young people around Chicago who've had some of this initial reaction with Thrive Chicago. What would you find out? That's right. Uh, I met a couple of pretty impressive young men. One of them is Avery Sterling, and we found him at uh, one of the nonprofits that will be working um, on this campaign. It's called uh, Children's Home and Aid. And, you know, he admits to kind of like, you know, getting in trouble as a younger person. But now he is working as a mentor and um, a program coordinator, helping some younger people. And he kind of explains a little bit about his journey from where, you know, where he started to where he is today. Hustling. I was selling drugs, trying to make money. I have a, I have a four-year-old daughter, so I was a young father, and I needed to make money to provide for my child. And it was a flyer on the ground that said, Jobs for Ex-Offenders, and I picked it up and called the number. I don't like my job. I love my job. I feel like I'm making a difference in my community. I feel like I'm making a difference in my youth lives, and I know how much of a difference was made in my own We need people to invest in the community. We need community leaders to become community leaders. Like, it takes a village to raise a child. We need that village back. Brandis Avery sounds like the kind of young person who was getting into trouble but was just waiting to be shown a door to another place, and and he was able to walk through it. That's right. And and it sounds like, you know, we meet a lot of 
young men like that. And I've hear I've heard stories across the city of other folks doing similar work, trying to reach out to young men and young women and help them find some direction. And a lot of them, you know, it's they need to work. You know, they many of them come from low income homes and so they need jobs. Um, and one of the young men that Avery works with, he's 18 years old. His name is Lewis Blake. He had some problems at home. He found this organization. You know, they're helping him work through some of those problems. But he knows that there are other people like him who just need a little more help. I was always fighting somebody or something. I had got kicked out of home by my parents and then, um, I had called the crisis, the hotline. They had a hotline back then, and this was like two years ago, so I've been with the company for two years. Uh, I want to be an engineer. I like math and science, and I like working with my hands. Uh, we was talking about updating my resume, um, adding my new um, experiences on, onto my um, old resume, so I can update it. They taught me everything here, and my first resume that I made was here. Like the mentoring program, it should be opened up for like, we should expand, like it should be more because there's a lot of more people out there that was like me that was probably kicked out or they might have different situations, might not have no one to turn to. Now, Lewis Blake is 18. He's in an internship. What's he doing now? So he is working part-time um, for Children's Home and Aid. It's kind of cute. He actually works with uh, the children of parents, who, the young parents who are there at Children's Home and Aid at one of their local community centers who are there to get their classes or whatever help they need. But he graduates from high school in June. He says he wants to be an engineer, as you just heard him say. And so I think his intent is to hopefully get into a two-year college, um, if not a four-year school, once he graduates. Public-private partnership at Thrive Chicago. The corporations are ponying up some money, and that's great. PR for them, to be honest. What's the city doing? What's the state doing? What the city is doing is they are kind of um, the main force behind this because Thrive Chicago was actually incubated in the mayor's office before they moved out to be its own nonprofit. Uh, And so it is kind of like the driving effort. But this is just, this is for now, this is a three-year program. So I I think they might have to prove that they have got some success. I think we're all probably hopeful that they can show some progress and be able to keep it going, maybe adding more because as we discussed, you know, we're talking about 58,000 young people today will there be more, you know, in a few months, in a few years? So they, I think they have to keep it going if they're doing it right. A three-year project for tens of thousands of disconnected youth in Chicago and a three-year assignment for Brandis Friedman, who's following up on the city's efforts to coordinate disconnected youth and, and get them connected all across the city. Brandis Friedman, Chicago Tonight correspondent, WTTW. Thanks for talking to me. My pleasure. Thanks, Todd.